0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is Monday, August 24th, 2020, and I gotta say, this weekend kind of went by pretty slowly, because clearly nothing happened at all in the world of Vegas. I mean, we did have a hockey game, but clearly, other than the hockey game, nothing happened, right? It was such a very slow news weekend. Nothing happened. It was just very chill, right? Unless you went on Twitter and saw a goalie stabbed with a sword with the coach's name on it, but I, I mean, other than that, it was a pretty slow weekend, right? Y- yeah this this was a very interesting <laughs> this was a very interesting weekend. If you are a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights, we're gonna talk about all that today. Don't you worry, we're gonna talk about that a lot today. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you all had a great weekend. Hope you all enjoyed the hockey yesterday as the Vegas Golden Knights. Are up one to nothing in their best of seven series against the Vancouver Canucks. I am Danny Webster, your host, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, in which we will be breaking down the Golden Knights' five nothing victory in Game One over Vancouver last night, and we're going to talk about the photo that nearly broke Twitter. It's it's inevitable, right? We have to discuss it. It it. It just would not be right if we didn't, so we'll we'll make sure to get it out of the way, and then afterwards, when we're done, you can go ahead and tweet me and saying that the media is the whole reason why this is even a thing, and I'm pretty sure I will address that too if I remember. So let's focus on the game first. There was a hockey game. I mean, after everything that happened on Saturday, you you tend to forget. Hey, there was a hockey game on Sunday uh, that involved the Golden Knights winning five to nothing. Over the Vancouver Canucks in game one of their best of seven second round series. Robin Leonard with a 26 save shutout, his first in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He now has three wins, three wins all time against the Vancouver Canucks. All of them are shutouts. So basically, what that tells me is that if Robin Leonard is to play in every single game in this series, which unless it goes six games, it's more than likely happening. Uh, Again, another reference to the photo, which we will discuss because you know, there was a photo. Um, If that were to happen and the Golden Knights were to win a game, all of them are pretty much guaranteed shutouts if the Golden Knights are to advance in a quick and orderly fashion to the Western Conference final, which they hope to do. That is clearly how hockey works. I'm just saying. But nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, the Golden Knights win 5-0 last night over the Canucks. Robin Leonard was fantastic, turned away all 26 shots. Vegas got on the board early in the first period with Jonathan Marchessault, making it a 1-0 lead. And then in the second period, Vegas got cooking. Riley Smith on the power play, Mark Stone on a deflection, Alex Tuck on a partial breakaway. 4-0 in the span of 15 minutes, and then Max Pacioretty capped it off 5-0 nothing the Golden Knights an impressive way to start their second round series against a Canucks team that more than likely overachieved to get to this point but alas they're here and they earned their spot in the second round by way of beating the St. Louis Blues the defending Stanley Cup champions a couple of things about this game because I don't want to fall into a trap of saying that the Canucks were playing on one day of rest while the Golden Knights have been off since Tuesday. The Golden Knights looked fantastic. I mean, it wasn't a completely dominant effort. It wasn't a full-on one-sided domination that you can look at and say facets A, B, C, and D led to Vegas just dominating this game. There were some instances where they struggled. The face-off circle was one of them. And they kind of allowed Vancouver to stay in it in the first period. But other than that, they did what they needed to do and they won the game. So clearly that's all that matters. And they did it in a way where Vancouver had zero chance. But what I'm trying to say is I don't want to fall into the trap of saying Vancouver had one day of rest and Vegas was, had been off since Tuesday and it played a huge factor. Because just the other night, the Dallas Stars, who were also on a day of rest, went against the Colorado Avalanche, and beat Colorado in Game 1, completely debunking that theory. Now, part of it could be, I would say, if I were to fall into that trap, it would make a total, it would make actually a lot of sense, because if you're going against Vegas in Round 2, which Vegas might be the best team in the field at this point, after you got done playing a very heavy series against St. Louis in Round 1, You might have exuded a lot of energy with not a lot of time to rest and prepare for what would be a very taxing second round series with the Golden Knights who can not only beat you heavy, they can beat you in a finesse way and they can beat you just in an all around type of game, which they did last night. So I don't want to fall into the trap of saying that, but I will say it definitely looked like one team had four days off. Versus the team that just got done beating the Blues and were like, hey, we're going right into the second round, which I mean, I think that might be the biggest flaw of this whole return to play plan as far as the NHL is concerned, because I think you could have afforded the luxury of giving those teams that went through those grueling six game series, i meaning Dallas and Vancouver, you could have allowed them the opportunity to get another day off. So it actually looks competitive and it actually seems like you're you're cared about the well-being of these players who have just done nothing but hockey non-stop for the last three weeks especially a team like Vancouver who had to win a qualifying series in order to get to the field of 16 and eventually won their first round matchup to get to this point. Now if you're a Golden Knights fan obviously you would want the tired team and you want to make quick work of this team as seamlessly as possible because you want to be as well rested as possible for the possible upcoming track meet that you will have likely against Colorado Avalanche. But if Colorado continues to play like they did on Saturday, that might not be the case either. But in terms of Vegas, they, they put on a four checking clinic. I think that was, that was the term that I had used. It was a four checking clinic by Vegas all night long. The possession numbers, you know overall, when you look at when you break it down, the overall possession numbers might not have been as dominating, but there were some shifts in the second period and even in the third period where it looked like Vegas was holding onto the puck for a minute minute and a half at a time, and Vancouver could not get anything going. They chased Jacob Markstrom after uh, scoring the fifth goal on him Thatcher Demko came in for the remainder of the third period, but obviously it didn't matter by that point. uh the Golden Knights they looked like the well-rested team and it showed they ran over Vancouver nonstop throughout the entirety of that game. And the fact that now that's a quick turnaround and you have to get ready for game two, which I mean, Vancouver might be getting a couple of guys back, including Tyler to You, you want to be able to put your foot on the throat of Vancouver and not give them a chance to breathe. Um, the way that I look at it is this, The Golden Knights are in a precarious position because you know how good they are, but you know the overall theme of what's looming here. And what I mean by that is the goalie situation. And you want to avoid as much controversy, which I mean, we've already crossed the fourth wall. We've already broken through the fourth wall when it comes to the controversy situation, which we'll discuss in a little bit. But when I look at it from that standpoint, you want to get done with these opponents as quickly as possible because you want to put yourself in the best position to succeed when you get to the Western conference final, no matter if you play Colorado or Dallas, you want to be put in that ideal spot. You do not want to let this series drag on for as long as it possibly could. And if it does, then that plays right into Vancouver's hands. So from that standpoint Vegas did what they needed to do in game one game two is on Tuesday and then again we start to see every other day for this series if Vegas can develop a rhythm and take Vancouver's offense out of the game which they did a miraculous job of that oh actually I won't say miraculous I would say there was a bang-up job by Vegas eliminating Pedersen Besser and Hughes for the majority of the night combined zero shots on goal for all three of those guys Vegas did not make it easy on Vancouver's offense. And if those three can't get going, it is going to be very difficult for Vancouver to score in this series. So good start for Vegas. They're up one, nothing. They were able to get, they were able to get pucks past Markstrom and they looked like the more complete healthier team. So we'll see how game two unfolds, but uh, coming up in a little bit, we need to talk about, <laughs> we need to talk about uh, the tweet heard around the world. of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free 2-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. All you have to do is go to getroman.com/lockedonnhl today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com/lockedonnhl. getroman.com/lockedon NHL. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering's easy. All you have to do is open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Now, doesn't a good slice of cheesecake sound really good right now? Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's go to Locked On NHL for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe conditions. That's DoorDash promo code Locked On NHL. And friends, as a reminder, if you would like to follow the show on Twitter, you can absolutely do so by going to Twitter.com and searching Locked On You can also follow me on Twitter at dannywebster Twenty One if you'd like. Or if you want to send an email, because emails, they're definitely a lot more than 280 characters, Locked on Golden Knights at gmail.com is the place to do that. So let's get this out of the way, shall we? Because I more than likely, unless Marc-Andre Fleury goes scorched earth between now and the time this podcast goes up and decides he doesn't want to return to the bubble or something out of that ordinary, uh, this is probably going to be the only time we're going to be able to address this without any form of controversy. So let's just... Let's just get out of the way, shall we? And again, if you would like to think that it's the media's fault or it's my fault for even bringing this into the conversation. I mean, go ahead. But I, <laughs> there, there's just no point in that, right? Like, it, it's not like the media has all burner accounts on Alan Walsh's Twitter and it's like, hey, hit send on this tweet. It's going to be a great idea. It wasn't a good idea. So if you've been living under a rock, for the last forty-eight hours, let me uh, let me paint the let me paint the scene for you. Uh, at about Saturday afternoon, Alan Walsh, the longtime agent of marc Andre Fleury, decides to tweet out a photo. The photo is that of his client, the three-time Stanley Cup-winning goalie, uh, with a sword pierced through his body from the back, blood dripping off the blade, and on the bottom of the blade is the name DeBoer. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what Alan Walsh thinks about how Coach Peter DeBoer thinks he is handling of his client. Now, the my initial reaction was I could not believe what I saw. the The first thing I saw because I was actually, if you remember, on Saturday's show, I mentioned I was driving up to Utah. I saw the notification on my phone, and the only thing that I saw at the moment was uh, Elliot Friedman retweeting it and going, "Oh my, wow." And normally when I see that and I see twitter.com slash Walsh A, I'm thinking to myself, this cannot be good under any circumstance whatsoever in this lexicon, to which then I opened Twitter and I nearly lost it. I could not believe that right before the Golden Knights are to take the ice for game one of a second round series. This would be what we would be talking about leading up to game one. We weren't going to be talking about Vancouver versus Vegas. We weren't going to be talking about how excited I was going to be to watch Pedersen and Hughes. I wasn't going to talk about how excited I was to see Jacob Markstrom play at a high level. We were going to be talking about how a photo tweeted by Flurry's agent was going to make its wave around the Golden Knights locker room. Now... A lot has come out in the last 24 hours and how the Golden Knights have handled this. Uh, One being Marc-Andre Fleury held a press conference of approximately five minutes, took answering five questions in total, four in English, one in French. And at no point during that press conference did Fleury admit that he knew that the photo was coming, number one, and two, nor did he deny of his feelings about it. The only thing that he said was that he asked Walsh to take it down, especially after he addressed it with DeBoer, Kelly McCrimmon, and Robin Leonard himself. Now, there are a lot of factors at play in here. Number one, it, it, let, me, let me backtrack here. Under a normal playoff situation, if the playoffs were to be starting in April, I think there is a 99.8% chance that Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard would have been uh, rotating spots in the playoffs if this was a normal postseason no, back in April, not in August and September. Given the fact that it's not a normal postseason, it doesn't shock me as much that DeBoer has gone with Leonard to this point. He is 6-1 and one in the playoffs As the Golden Knights starter overall, since being acquired from Chicago on February 24th, he is 9-1 as the Golden Knights starter. Robin Leonard has not had a bad game in net, and I keep saying that goaltending is the most crucial aspect of any team's playoff run. If you can get good goaltending, no matter who it is, you ride that hot hand until until it sizzles out. Robin Leonard has the hot hand and it has nothing to do with the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury has only seen the ice twice during the postseason. He's won both starts, you know, giving up four goals and 16 shots against St. Louis and then nearly put pitching a shutout against Chicago in game three, which put Vegas up three, nothing. All of that aside, when it comes to this situation and how the goaltending is at most paramount in this bubble, if it were a qualifying series and you want to see if you can get the best of both worlds with Flurry and Leonard, I can understand that. But you're in the second round now of the playoffs. You have two goaltenders that are more than capable of delivering you a a quality chance to win the Stanley Cup. But at the current moment, you got to roll with one. And right now, as it stands, Robin Leonard has earned his chance to be the number one goaltender. Or Vegas. There's there's no clear-cut way about this, and that I don't think should be disputed under any circumstance, whether you are a fan of the Golden Knights, whether you are a Marc-Andre Fleury supporter. The fact of the matter is, is if the name of the game is about winning, and it's about winning the Stanley Cup, even in the most unorthodox situation that we have seen in these playoffs, Robin Leonard is the guy, and until he falls off a cliff or turns into a pumpkin And that's the only time Marc-Andre Fleury is going to assume full-time role in the crease going forward. It's going to be Leonard or nothing. And that's just the way it is. Now, for the overall long-term big-picture ramifications of this photo, Marc-Andre Fleury is not going to come out publicly and say that he is displeased with the organization and he would like to be traded and get the seven million off the books and give it to Robin Leonard. I, that's not going to be the case. But I do think that ever since February 24th, ever since that trade was made, there have been a lot of looming questions about what the future of the goaltending situation for the Golden Knights is. And now we have to start re- rationally thinking. Could the Golden Knights move on from Marc-Andre Fleury for real after this season, especially if Robin Leonard leads them to the Stanley Cup? There are a lot of factors in play here that could drastically alter the future of this franchise for both good and for bad. Now, the Golden Knights could all of a sudden lose the next four against Vancouver. Leonard could be out the door, and he will take a long-term contract elsewhere, and then you would have no choice but to be like, Oh, hey, Mark Andre, how are you? Great to see you. Hey, you want to come back and be the starter full-time? We promise we'll only sign like an like a AHL goalie to be the backup. You can start all 82 if you want for all we care. Clearly, that's not going to happen. But I will say... <laughs> Robin Leonard's performance in these playoffs is going to dictate a lot of what the Golden Knights do as far as how they shape their goalie situation going forward. And again, I don't think it was a possibility at when they acquired Leonard because I thought it was just a rental. And if you can make a deep playoff run with both goalies, you go for it and hope for the best. Now... I have I have to be under the presumption that Flurry is displeased with the organization. We're not going to know what happened in that meeting. I want to be in the room where it happens, right? To be a fly on the wall, I want to be in the room where it happens. If I'm going to play my inner Aaron Burr, that is what I I want to be in the room where it happens where Flurry had that conversation with those guys. Now, clearly, Marc-André Flurry, being the stand-up man that he is, could have very well um could have very well not signed off on the photo. Just let Alan Walsh do what he did what he did. And then Flurry could have gone to them. He's like, yeah, I'm a little mad, but I mean, I'm not going to let it. In like, that could have very well happened. What also could have very well happened is that the Golden Knights could have all gotten together. McCrimmon, McPhee, DeBoer, Leonard, all all necessary parties involved. They could have all gone together and had one giant shouting match. And by the time they all got it, got it done... And basically said you're not seeing the crease for the rest of the playoffs until we, we get to a back-to-back, you can just take your seven million and go. I mean, a lot of ideas could have happened. I mean, if you really want to believe the political PR spectrum of this whole thing, you are more than welcome to. But with this organization and its and its uh its knack for kinda kind of bending one way and going the other. It would not shock me if there was a little bit more of a shouting match in that one than what we're led to believe. And again, the Golden Knights, they they like to put out fires before they reach its apex. It was very hard to put out that fire, especially at least for 24 hours. I mean, it, t- it took nearly a full day, literally before Marc-Andre Fleury took the podium at Roger's place for Alan Walsh to take down the tweet. So I'm not exactly sure if Fleury told... Walsh at like 10 19 a.m. like hey can you take down the tweet just so it can seem like that you know there are a lot of factors in play here we can't just go off the political spectrum the PR spectrum we can't do that in this situation there is a legitimate chance that Marc-Andre Fleury is angry at the Golden Knights there's a very good chance that he has voiced his displeasure in a more vocal way than I think anybody could have imagined and if he has some sort of you know in lack of a better term if he has some sort of ptsd based on what happened in pittsburgh i can't blame him for that but at the same time if you are the golden knights you are looking at it from the standpoint of you are in the business to win a stanley cup no matter if you're doing it in las vegas if you're doing it in edmonton if you're doing it in toronto wherever you're playing the name of the game is to win the stanley cup and again it's a small sample size with a small sample size dictates that flurry is not going to hinder the golden Knights from winning the Stanley cup. So right now, what is the problem with having Robin Leonard in net? And I, and again, Robin Leonard, he didn't ask for this. This was not his doing. He, there was no way that Leonard was even remotely thinking that this was going to happen. I'm pretty sure he didn't wake up February 24th thinking, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Vegas. That sounds like fun. And he didn't expect to be traded to a Stanley Cup contender. He didn't expect to be traded to be contemporaries with Marc-Andre Fleury. And even Leonard pointed out last night, this is not the first time it's happened. He had to deal with it with Thomas Grice when he was in New York. He had to deal with it this year when he was working with Corey Crawford in Chicago, and now he's got it with Marc-Andre Fleury. And and, and I thought Leonard took the high road last night as far as how he addressed the situation with Walsh in general and how he addressed the tweet in in general. I thought he handled that greatly. But again, we're not going to know really what Marc-Andre Fleury is thinking, at least not until the end of the season if there is no resolution to the goalie situation, because if the Golden Knights ride Robin Leonard all the way to the cup, then that then that's a whole other situation that I don't think we're ready to fully discuss yet because there are so many factors in play that Vegas would need to do. But again, I would like to be in the room where it happens because I don't believe the political spectrum of this whole thing. I don't believe the PR stunt that's going on. Five questions in five minutes and not one time did Fleury deny that he was, one, in favor of it, and two, that he really is displeased with the front office and with the coaching staff. So there are a lot of factors in play here and I and I don't think we're going to know the full answer until after the season. But one thing's for sure. The Golden Knights have lost one playoff game in 10 games now. Right? Or actually 9 games. So they've won they have what? 9 and 1 to this point in the playoffs or 8 and 1? Yeah, 8-1. and one. See, again, can't do math. This is, this is why I don't do math. They've won 8-9 of nine in the playoffs to start. Robin Leonard has seen all but two of them. Robin Leonard has been very good since coming to Vegas. Again, the name of the game is winning. You ride the hot hand until you can't ride it no more. And to that, it, it's going to be on Pete DeBoer. And I've, as I've said since January, when DeBoer got hired, It's on Kelly McCrimmon because he has made the moves necessary to give the Golden Knights a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and he's made the moves necessary that he sees fit in order to make the franchise succeed. So, at the end of the day, this series could go six, and if it does go six, we will see Marc Andre Fleury in this series. If it ends in five, which at this pace, Vegas might be able to make that happen if they continue to dominate Vancouver the way they did. If this ends in five, we're not seeing Marc-Andre Fleury in the series because Pete DeBoer is firmly committed to going Robin Leonard every other day for this series. And if he gives the best chance to win, that's the situation we're in. So interesting weekend, to say the very least, if you are a Golden Knights fan or if you're just a supporter of Marc-Andre Fleury. But I will tell you what, Pandora's box has been opened and it's going to provide a lot of insight between now and the end of the season. And again, everybody can say what they want about, you know, everybody's on board, everybody's doing kumbaya, the issue's 100% resolved. It might be 100% resolved now, but there's a lot more to this going forward if it plays out the way that it's expected to. So stay tuned for that if you are interested. And we will be going a look around the league in just a little bit. But, friends, I got to tell you more about Built Bar because Built Bar is back with the Lockdown Podcast Network, a firm supporter of this show as well. And if you have not tried Built Bar, what are you waiting for? Built Bar is an amazing energy protein bar that is unlike your regular protein bar. It is a flat out delicious chocolate like bar it, I mean it's covered in chocolate but there are so many flavors they can choose from including six new ones like caramel brownie cookies and cream, cherry barcia and apple almond crisp. They're also in a brand new packaging the wrappers look great and then it comes across your other original flavors like coconut almond raspberry, German chocolate peanut butter banana bread, orange peanut butter, brownie all of that sounds so delicious. And Bilt Bar has got you a great offer in their relaunch. You get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. A free cooler with your first sack of Bilt Bar. And all you got to do is go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at builtbar.com. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. All right, so let's get you guys caught up around the league real quick before we get out of here. Obviously, we talked about Dallas and Colorado earlier, the Stars, with a shocking 1-0 series lead over Colorado, who probably just lost Philip Grubauer for the rest of this series. And that, man, that is awful. I mean, Pavel Franzuz is very capable of stepping in and you know providing some relief, but Man, oh, man, to lose your goaltender the way that Grubauer was playing up until this point. The Stars' offense may have finally risen, and if it has risen, oh, nearly. Uh The Boston Bruins, I believe, are back, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know if this is a consistent theme. Tampa got right back into it in Game 1 yesterday, but the Boston Bruins lead the Tampa Bay Lightning one nothing after a 3-2 victory. The top line was fantastic yet again. And if the top line is back in form, that is a scary thought for the Bruins, who, by the way, have not lost since Tuka Rask left the bubble. And I'm not saying that to be a coincidence. That just says that Yarrow Halak has been fantastic for them. The Flyers and the Islanders will play game one of their series tonight at 4 o'clock. You can catch that on NBC Sports Network. Dallas and Colorado also will play game two tonight. Uh, Flyers and Islanders, I kind of talked about it the other day. The Islanders might be the best physical opposition to the Flyers just because of the way they played against Washington. Their defense is scary. Their goaltending, if Semyon Varlamov can continue to play the way he's been playing, the Islanders are going to be very good. They're going to be very tough to beat, and I think I have the Islanders in seven just because I think that the way that Philly plays a finesse game, they can play a heavy game as well, but their finesse might have some trouble against the speed and the physicality of the Islanders. So that's going to be a very fun series. I'm going to enjoy watching that one. And again, Dallas and Colorado, if Dallas can – Dallas has a very good chance of going to it. Anzon Kudobin has been fantastic. I mean, Ben Bishop is unfit to play. It's going to be very interesting to see how Rick Bowness uh, handles the goalie situation going forward. Anton Kudobin, going into a contract year or in a contract year I should say right now he has he is making more money as the days go by he has played absolutely out of his mind he has played out of his he played out of his mind in the Calgary series in the final games he's played amazing or he played amazing in game 1 against Colorado keeps us up he's going to have himself a nice pe- hefty payday come free agency um but with injuries to Colorado Dallas has a really good chance to go up to nothing. And if they can make that happen and put the pressure on Colorado, Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. That will do it for me. That was a quick look around the league. We will get out of here and get ready for game two tomorrow. The plan right now is to do a pregame pod uh, for Tuesday. And then the postgame will come on Wednesday. That is the plan right now. I cannot guarantee that right away. We'll see how things go. But uh, let's start with that. And if anything changes, I will put a notice on Twitter. So thank you guys for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All that jazz is greatly appreciated. Again, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. And you can follow me at DannyWebster21. You can Send an email to LockedOnGoldenNights at gmail.com if you'd like to do so. And that will do it for me, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Have a good start to your work week. We'll be back later tomorrow. And until next time, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a good day.